Hello and welcome to Carmichael Clan Radio, the official podcast of Clan Carmichael USA. Welcome back to another episode of Carmichael Clan Radio. On today's show, I'm excited to be joined by Adele Hera. Some of you may already know Adele, as she's been a member of Clan Carmichael USA for over 20 years. During her time at Clan Carmichael USA, she has hosted numerous tents at Highland Games, attended clan gatherings, and when I first met Adele, she was holding things together as the chair of the membership committee, the newsletter editor, secretary, and a member of the Clan Carmichael USA Board of Directors. As someone who's been involved over the years, I was happy when Adele said that she would be willing to sit down with me for a few minutes and share some of her stories and memories of years past at Clan Carmichael USA, and also offer some advice on how to host Clan Tents and how members can get more involved in Clan Carmichael. This episode was a lot of fun to record, and I'm looking forward to bringing more of Clan Carmichael USA's best stories to you when I sit down to talk to other members who have been around over the years. So be on the lookout for those episodes to start showing up soon. Before we get started, if you've not yet reserved your spot to the Clan Gathering, don't miss out. This is an opportunity to take part in a historic event in Clan Carmichael history. If you're interested in attending, you can follow the link from the Clan Carmichael USA website or Visit the Clan Carmichael International website at www.carmichael.co.uk. If you're interested in learning more or becoming a member of Clan Carmichael USA, make sure to visit the Clan Carmichael USA website. If you're still not a member, we hope you'll consider joining and becoming part of one of the best clans today. Visit www.clancarmichaelusa.com to learn more. While you're on the site, We hope you'll also consider making a tax-deductible contribution to the Clan Carmichael Scholarship Fund or the Clan Carmichael Restoration Fund. Donations can be made by clicking the Donate button at the top of the Clan Carmichael USA homepage. Your donations help support Clan Carmichael USA as we expand and grow to do even more in the future. And now, let's get on to the show. Adele, Hera, I'm excited to have you on the show today. I know we've been trying to plan this for a while, and I'm really excited to finally get to sit down with you. I know both of us have been, uh, we've had crazy schedules, and uh, but I'm really excited to, to finally sit down with you and to talk Clan Carmichael USA with you a little bit. So welcome to the show. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. I, I really appreciate you doing this. I, I think it'll be fun. It will be. It will be. You know, so one thing I've wondered about for a while you know, the listeners to the show may not know that I guess it was in 2019 that Don Carmichael, the former Clan Carmichael USA president, had put out a message in the newsletter uh, looking for volunteers to help relieve you of some some of your, your duties. You were covered up at the time. You were doing the newsletter and you were doing memberships and you were doing some more. You were the secretary. Secretary and... The products, uh, yeah, I was I was doing a lot of things, you know, yeah. just trying to do my part as a Carmichael, just way volunteering way too much. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that, that argument could be made. But you were holding things together for sure, and, and for that we're thankful. I always wondered, though, this is kind of the first time that you and I have ever been able to really sit down and talk about you know, your history in Clan Carmichael USA, and I've wondered, what was your connection with, with Clan Carmichael USA, and, and when did you first get involved? I know you've been around in the organization for, for quite a while, so tell me, how did you find Clan Carmichael USA? I was empty nesting, and I didn't know what to do with myself. And my mother is a, a Carmichael, was a Carmichael. Sadly, she passed away last year. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I And I don't even remember how I initially found the Carmichaels. Uh, but I did. I found the website, and it was you know, not as nice as the website we have now. And I... It did the job? <laughs> I don't know that it did the job. It, it's what we had, and it, it was fine for the time, but we're much better now. But anyway, I uh, saw a plea from John Carmichael, and we have a couple of them on the board, and so this one we identified by where he lives, which is Lantana, Texas, because our, our IT guy who does the website is John Carmichael of Flower Mound, Texas, so we always have to you know, differentiate. Anyway. Uh, so John uh, had put out a plea for someone to help him with the products. And I didn't know what else to do with myself. And I thought, well, this would be a great way to get involved and, and help out and get to know people and get to know my background and my family history. And mm-hmm. I love history. It's one of my favorite topics, any history, not just Carmichael. And so he was so excited to uh, hand me the product chair <laughs> and he mailed all of the golf shirts and the caps. And at the time we had uh, tartan scarves and shawls and jewelry and such uh, mailed it all to me from Texas. I'm in California and helped me uh, figure out how to sell it. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I sold a great deal of it. In fact, we have no more tartan. And we have no more jewelry because everyone loved that stuff. And we kind of made a decision with the board that uh, we would not compete with Chief Richard and his website where you can also buy jewelry and tartan. Because, uh, you know, it costs to come from Scotland, to to mail it from Scotland. So we're not really making any money for our scholarship efforts. So anyway, that part is over, but we still have golf shirts and caps and t-shirts and windbreakers, all with the really lovely Carmichael uh, badge embroidered on them. They're, they're beautiful, really beautiful. Uh, so we still have that. We just have not been able to get the products page up on our website yet. But I think that was back in 07. No, that can't be right. I don't know. <laughs> It was a long time ago. I was yeah, I was going to ask you what year about what year that would have been. I think it was around 07. Okay. I'm I'm pretty sure. Well, that's longer than it sounds like. I when I think I'm like, well, 2000, 2007, that was just a few years ago, but no, no. Sadly, it was more than that. Quite a few more, yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you jumped in similar to to the way I did and I suppose the way Leah yes. did too we both kind of jumped in not knowing maybe you what we were getting ourselves did. into but <laughs> thank god you did cuz I was having a really difficult time uh handling the products and the newsletter and the membership although they kind of go hand in hand 
That is a lot. Uh, But they have uh, improved so vastly since you all have taken over. And I can't thank you enough because it's, it's, it's not easy to volunteer because, you know, you have your life, right? Right. You go to work, you got your kids, you got your grandkids and uh, life is full. Everyone's life is full. Uh, And then you volunteer and then it takes up more of your time. And it Mm -hmm. was wonderful and rewarding. And I loved everyone that I met when I was selling those products. Uh, but yeah, got to step back sometime. Well, you're right that the membership and newsletter, those do go hand in hand, but maybe not necessarily the same hand. <laughs> well, well, not if you wanted to thrive. <laughs> well, I, one of them alone is enough, is, is quite enough to do. Each one of them takes constant attention. Well, yeah, but I didn't have, I didn't have a quarter of the amount of people that you both have, uh, you know, we, we were having, what do I want to call it? Like, like a quiet time. It was like a come coming down and it was, An people ebb. were tired of volunteering. Yes, exactly. And so they were kind of stepping back the, the old crowd, as I like to call them, the originals who started in, was it 2000? Oh no, 1980. Sorry. So they were stepping back from it because, you know, everybody needs a break. And uh, our, our uh, president at the time was completely overwhelmed with his life and the Carmichael things that he was doing because he was also doing the newsletter and the membership and, and being president. Uh, you know, it was hard. It was hard. And he had to step away. So we all just kind of whoever was left just kind of picked up the pieces a little bit. And then thankfully... You know, we had the younger crowd come along and be interested and kind of inject us with more enthusiasm than we had, you know, and it had kind of drained away a little bit. So that was nice. <laughs> well, I think, you know, we've tried some methods of reaching out. The podcast was one of those. I mentioned to you before that the podcast was an effort to record the stories of those members who have been around for a long time so that you know, the new generation coming up would be able to, to hear these stories and, mm-hmm. uh, and to, you know, listen to those. Um, that's been one of the things that, that we've hoped that the podcast would do would be to connect with a younger generation of Carmichael's, you know, coming up. And I think it'll happen. When we were talking with Rocky Rager at USA Kilts, he had mentioned that, mm-hmm. um, you know, this process of discovering one's heritage usually takes place when people are older uh, he mentioned that it takes place a lot of times when they're older or when their parents pass away. Yes. And you know, he mentioned that that was kind of a, it's kind of sad that it takes something like that to occur to get you interested in your family heritage. But, you know, I, there are some, some younger folks in Clan Carmichael that, uh, that we're hearing from a little bit. And so hopefully, you know, these methods of outreach will connect with some younger people and we'll be able to pull some Carmichaels in before they get, you know, Hopefully we want to connect with them when they have a little energy left to volunteer and do something. I hope so. Yeah, that would be great because we can only get bigger and better with more people helping. Yeah, I think so too. Nobody wants to feel like you're on your own trying to hold things together. And so when someone else brings their enthusiasm and their fresh ideas, it's, it's just like a shot in the arm. I think it's really fun. You know, if any, if anyone's listening to this podcast that's younger, I, I'm always really surprised by how much how much fun it is 
to be the person who gets to do the memberships because I'll go through occasionally when people's memberships expire and I'll call them and just say, hey, yeah, just call and let you know. I do this on Saturdays and Sundays a lot of times. I'll, I'll make mm-hmm. phone calls and say, hey, your membership's expired. Just wanted to reach out. And it's really fun. People, I think people, you know, don't mind getting a phone call from another Carmichael. And I've met some really interesting people like that uh, that are Carmichael's. And it's just, it's been really fun. And I think, you know, that that's for me been one of the more rewarding parts is getting to know personally a lot of these Carmichael's that just through making phone calls and sending emails or text messages that it's been, it's been really fun. And that's a wonderful, yeah, yeah a wonderful idea because I don't think uh, everyone really realizes, but you know, when you reach out like that personally, you're being the face of Carmichael. Mm-hmm. You know, the newsletter is the face of Carmichael and other people who, I don't know, you know, can't, can't get out, can't go to a games, can't go to Scotland and meet the chief and can't do all these wonderfully exciting things. They will, they still want to be connected. And that's the best way is, you know, you give them a call and here's a voice. And it, again, it excites them and it makes them feel fresh in, in the thought of belonging to this ancient clan, you know, it, yeah. it's very exciting when someone else reaches out to you instead of you being the one doing all of the research and uh, the dusty facts and trying to find out everything. Because, you know, people want to be heard. It, it's like that at the games, too. When you're having, hosting a, a tent, you've got to make eye contact and you've got to draw people in. Because they just want to talk about what they know about themselves so much, but they're they're shy. You know, they don't they don't know how to begin. Not everybody can just walk up and start stop talking to a stranger. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you make the eye contact when you're in your tent and you just ask them things, draw them in, uh, so that it gives them an opportunity to, you know, mention something about themselves. And then if you encourage them after they've mentioned something and then before you know it, they're sitting down in your tent, they're having an iced tea and a couple of crackers and grapes and they're telling you all about themselves. Yeah. And if they're really interested, then they want to know about the Carmichael's and then you get to be excited and tell them what you know, what you've learned and what you've experienced. And they walk away and they feel like they've made a real connection. Uh, and, and, Obviously, the United States is not near Scotland, and but you go to the games and and you feel like it's like it's Scotland. You really do feel like it. Yeah. And oh, yeah. that too is a connection that you feel, and you savor that and you hold on to that in in your deep recesses for the rest of your life. Really, you know. And and that, I think that's why it's important to host tents or go and help someone who's hosting a tent. Uh, you can give them a break so they can go get a scotch egg and a cup of tea or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. Just the stories are so much fun when you get a bunch of old geezers around who've been in Carmichael for a while. <laughs> oh, that, that was one of the best times I ever had was when uh, we had John Carmichael, who sadly has passed away, and James Carmichael, who lives in Tehachapi. We're all at the Ventura Games. And they were sitting around. Oh, and, and Richard and Vicki Carmichael also from Marietta, uh, California, were there. And just the conversations, the experience they had, the laughs, it, it was so much fun. And it's like that every time, mm-hmm. every time, you know. So you got to host a tent. When you were describing that, the stories, 
from the old geezers. Your words, not mine. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a geezer. I can say that. (laughs) I don't want to call anybody that. But that's part of the fun. That's that's one of the reasons I enjoy making phone calls so much. Mm. It seems like every time I call someone, they'll tell me a story. It seems like so many people have these so many stories to tell. And that's one of the fun things about calling people is they always share stories with me. I called Rodney Waltman just the other, a couple of weeks ago, and he was on his way to a Mardi Gras parade. But he was telling me so many stories of <laughs> of showing up with with old friends at Carmichael Tents, and it it was so fun to talk to him. Mm-hmm. And I admit, I had to be. I wrote an article about the Highland Game or the, yeah, the first Highland Games experience, and I think I mentioned in it that I was a little hesitant at first to go because I thought this was going to be like a Renaissance fair or something like that, and it really wasn't. And when I got there, I had so much fun, like you said, just standing around the table. I was kind of quiet at first, you know. You know, this is the first games I'd been to, and you're brought in, and it feels like a family reunion in no time. I yeah. was like, this feels like this feels like a big family, and it was really fun. It's one of those things, I guess you have to just show up and experience yourself. And as soon as I left, I was like, oh, I wonder where the next one is. I was kind of looking at the schedule for the upcoming games and which ones were close because I couldn't wait to go again. <laughs> so you've hosted tents. Oh, yeah. Uh, what well, do you remember when you first did that? And I tell you what, give me some advice on hosting a tent. I think I might be hosting a tent at Grandfather Mountain this year. <gasps> so let's oh, hear what, what's some advice. Excellent, excellent. Um, First time. I was at the the Ventura Games in Ventura, California, right on the ocean. Uh, So it was blustery and windy and cool, just like Scotland (laughs) is. Uh, It was wonderful. But there was a little bit of sunshine peeping through the clouds. But um, my, I I mean, this was the first time I ever did it. I had nothing, Mm -hmm. nothing. I, I had a banner and it said Carmichael. And that's all I had. I had two chairs, one for me, one for my sister. And my husband, who's, I don't know, a contractor at heart, he could build like anything. He made this crazy shelter for us to have so we could put the sign up that said Carmichael. And I tell you, I was appalled, number one, because everyone else had these lovely blue tents and green tents and striped tents. And (laughs) they had flags from Scotland and Italy and, and Denmark and and the United States, of course, and they were gorgeous and the flags were flapping in the breeze and I'm sitting at this makeshift, I don't know what this thing you could call it. It was a, it was a shelter. It was a lean to, you know, and I got so many men, Scottish men who came past the table and said, this is really a great tent. <laughs> and I just had to just hold my tongue and just say, yes, my wonderful husband did this for me. But yeah, we looked like we were on the slum part of town right there. <laughs> That's funny. And, well, we had a great time. In fact, one of the, uh, oh gosh, one of the Tehachapi, Tehachapi police pipe bands, I think is what their name was, used us as a staging center. And they kind of threw all their drums and stuff in behind our desk, our, our table. And so they would come and go in their, in their kilted outfits. They looked fantastic and they sounded even better. And they would march. There was a couple times a day where all of the pipe bands would get together and march around the whole thing, mm-hmm. the, the whole uh, perimeter and through the middle. And, and it was wonderful. It was wonderful because you're in the middle of it and you feel like you belong and people are walking past and they're making comments. And 
you know, clan inebriated, I kid you not, that's what they call themselves, <laughs> yeah. were down the street playing with their swords in the middle of the road, uh, <laughs> which is super dangerous. They had to be reprimanded. But, you know, it's just, you just never know what's going to go on when you go to a, a, a game. And sometimes it can be like a Renaissance fair. Because, you know, people who go to Renaissance fairs, they love to dress up and they love to cosplay or whatever you want to call right. it. And boy, some of the most outlandish outfits you've ever seen go past your table and you just shake your head and go, okay, that's not me, but you go, girl. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and then, of course, during the games, um, you would have people who stop by and they ask you a million questions. And it was my first game. And my sister was just there for support, but she'd look at me and go like, I don't know what to say <laughs> because we hadn't done our due diligence and we hadn't done our homework because we were new to it too. Mm -hmm. And so that spurred me, not being able to answer questions spurred me on to find out more, you know, and start, start bringing some stuff to these games, you know, coffee table books of Scotland where you could open up a page and here's a picture of a castle. Yeah, it's not our castle, <laughs> but, you know, at least you'd, you'd have something that looks authentic or, you know, a book about the different tartans because people will stop and say, you know, my tartan has these colors. Do you know, you know, which one it looks like or do you have a picture of it? And then you can go through your book and find it for them. And they feel fulfilled that day because they found out what their tartan looks like, you know. Do you get a lot of visitors that stop by that are not Carmichael's? It sounds like you do, like this anybody stopping by just to learn more about Carmichael. We do. I have to tell you a story. I was at the Fresno Games and I was doing it by myself because uh, my sister doesn't didn't live where I was living at the time. And in fact, I had to have the ROTC kids come and help me put my tent up because I couldn't do it by myself. But this fellow stopped by and he was so excited. It was an amazing turnout that day. And it wasn't too hot because usually it's so flipping hot in Fresno when they do the games um, in the summer. Uh, and he was, and of course I made eye contact because that's what you do. And so this guy just came right up to me and he's asking me all about it. And he's saying, this is fantastic. I, I, I want to know more. And so I gave him pamphlets and stuff. And I said, so do you have a Carmichael in your family? He says, oh, no, no, but I want to belong. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so ashamed of this. But I said to him, why? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Most Carmichaels get together because they're tied by the family name. Right. And he had nothing to do with Carmichael's. It's just the whole ambiance of the place and the, the excitement just excited him. And then I found out afterwards, I was reading one of Chief Richard's newsletters and he was talking about how anybody can join the Carmichael. I mean, I didn't tell the guy he couldn't. I just wondered why he wanted to. But anybody can join the Carmichael clan. And he had someone whose name I've forgotten that he was writing about uh, who joined the clan and put all kinds of money in for the scholarship oh, wow. and wanted to be all involved. Uh, not in the United States. This was in Scotland. And, and I thought to myself, well, okay, that, that answers that question. And this is how we learn, learn the hard way is to find out that it's okay for anybody, whether they're Carmichael or not. 
this fella just felt that the clan was so well organized and was so true to what it should be that he wanted to be a part of it, you know? Yeah. And so anybody could join. Anybody. That says a lot about Clan Carmichael that at a Highland Games that, because that was one of the things I was amazed to see was how many clans were present at the Highland Games at Stone Mountain. But it says a lot about your clan if a person has made their way through all the clan tents and they've felt a connection with Clan Carmichael um, because of the you know, the ambiance and the feel and maybe the camaraderie of the Clan Carmichael group. Exactly. That says a lot about Clan Carmichael, I think. It might say a lot about your tent. Maybe it was that well done. Possible. Maybe I did so. have a better tent by then. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's not just that, too. Because during the 2017 Games, the day after the, not Games, I'm sorry, the Gathering mm -hmm. in Scotland on Carmichael lands, the day after, uh, Clan Carmichael was at the military tattoo at Edinburgh Castle, and they were being celebrated, the clan itself. Mm -hmm. And Chief Richard, I read later, I didn't get to go, but I read about it later, and he was so pleased that he had so many Carmichaels. In fact, I believe that he wrote that the Carmichael clan was the biggest clan, uh, you know, had th that many participants. Yeah. Uh, than, than any other clan that had been celebrated there. Hmm. And, you know, so it, it's not just because someone's excited about being a Carmichael, but it also has to do with, with the chief and his family and his dedication. Uh, you know, he, he didn't have to take over Clan Carmichael. Yeah. It, it could have just disintegrated, but he just took it over mm -hmm. and has made a wonderful, wonderful clan out of it. And also something else, I was at a game once and I remember thinking, wow, we're so lucky to still have our ancestral lands. Now they've diminished in size, sadly, but you know, that's just like over the centuries. And uh, because there was this one lady whose clan, I don't recall what she was in, but she was so bitter because her lands, lands she was associated with, had been confiscated. I think during huh. the uh, clearances, I think that's what she said. But at any rate, she was terribly bitter that they had no land anymore. They had no chief. They just have, I don't know, just what they had here in the United States, just people who wanted to belong to the name and wear the tartan. And they had nothing to bind them the way the chief yeah. and the way his son, Andrew, do. You know, there's that's backbone right there. And some clans don't have it. So we're so fortunate. It is a really neat connection to have. I know when I was talking with Andrew on the on the podcast, you know, he kept saying the source of the name. You know, we went to the Kirk on the Hill, the source of the name, and I thought it's a really unique thing to literally go to the source of this ancient name of Carmichael and stand at the site where our name came from. I think that's so cool. You know, like you said, probably there are lots of, maybe there are lots of clans and certainly lots of people whose last names, they don't know where their last name came from or, or it was just made up or, you know, like it signified what their profession, their vocation was or whatever. But I think it's really neat to be able to say that, yeah, you know, you can walk, you can go back to the actual source of the name Carmichael and, and visit that place. We are lucky 
that he that he took the reins and, and revived lucky. Clan Carmichael. Because yeah, because it's not easy. I mean, yeah. it is a hard job to be the clan chief. Well, there's a reason why many other clans lost their estate and their lands because they weren't yeah. maintained. Yeah, I think a lot of or some Carmichaels that discover Clan Carmichael, they see the Carmichael house the ruins and they think, oh, it's too bad our house is in ruins or whatever. But what's amazing is that we still have our lands, you know, the, the lands in Carmichael are still, still belong to the, to the Carmichael clan. It is amazing. And Scott, you've got to go to the next games or the next gathering. You have to go because the chief will take us on the 17th, mm -hmm. uh, the, on 2017, we met down by the Eagle's Gate you know, the gate that has the two eagles on it, where oh, yeah. the newsletter comes from. And everyone crowded there. We had a couple of pipers. And one was from, uh, oh gosh, where does he live? J. Chris Carmichael was a piper that went. And then there was a Scottish piper. And the chief led us up to the the care, Mark Carmichael, I don't know, can't pronounce it very well, but where the original uh, church was, the Kirk. And of course, it's, it was torn down during the Reformation, but uh, the uh, mausoleum is still there. And there's these old moss-covered graves, and it's so romantic. And I, it brought tears to my eyes, thinking about the ancientness and the people who, who you know, tread this hill. They, they walked up it to go to church to worship on their family lands. And, and that was part of us. And it was just overwhelming between that and all the sheep that were just running around <laughs> yeah. and bleeding. And it was wonderful. <laughs> and that's something that I hope people realize, you know, members and, and people who are Carmichael's now realize that, you know, the things we're doing now are all still part of the Carmichael story that years from now, people will look back at the things we are doing. You know, maybe that'll be part of our clan history at some point. I hope, I hope it's like that. I feel honored to be a part of it. And I feel like I was trusted with this name and this organization and, and feel real honored to do that. And, and hopefully one day people will look back at the things that, that we're doing now and it'll all be part of clan Carmichael history. I'm sure it will be. And like how we look back on the, the original founders here in the United States and, and the fact that, you know, they went there, they met the chief, they were drinking pals. They, you know, put the roof on, on that centerpiece mm -hmm. of building that is the ruin. They, you know, one of the, there's two houses and they are connected by a, a walkway and they put the roof back on it literally with their hands yeah. and ladders got up there and put the roof back on. And so, you know, that's part of their, that generation's history. And then we'll have our generation's history and yours. And so we, although Americans don't really understand what the word old means. Right. It's you know, relative. The word ancient. We really don't have a concept. But it's a beginning. It's, you know, someone's got to keep the flame alive. And I think that's what we're doing. I think so, too. So you went, you were at the 2017 gathering. What are some other memories you have from that event? Oh, wow. It was so wonderful. I have to tell you, I'm in love with Andrew. <laughs> I just wish I was younger. I know he's married. I don't care, but I'm in love with him. <laughs> he is such a gentleman and such a pleasant person. And he can like handle anything. It just He has all these people in this big tent and there's all kinds of food and music and dancing. And, and he takes the time, you know, to... To kiss my hand goodbye before I left. I mean, please, 
you know, that just, that was it. You could have mopped me up off the floor. <laughs> I was in love with him from that second. That's funny. <laughs> He'll probably be embarrassed that I mentioned that if he listens to this, but um, the, the Kaylee was so much fun. Just, I really didn't know what to expect because it was the first time I'd ever been in Scotland, much less to a Kaylee. And the whole day was fun in that, uh, you know, the, there were ridiculous games that all the young people were participating in and they were having so much fun. And I just sat on a bench with the chief and we just sat there and watched because it was just too rambunctious for us. But that was fun too. And um, uh, the ladies who, who kind of took me in hand, uh, Claudia Lamone, who's been with Carmichael, Glenn Carmichael USA forever. She's, she's a real dear just took me in hand and led me around and gave me beer and wine and we all dined together and and had fun laughing and talking and learning about each other. Uh, Denise Aiken, who, uh, who is on the board, mm -hmm. uh, she was one of those ladies and then a couple other ladies who I don't recall, but to find out that they were, you know, in the symphony in London, they played, oh, wow. I've forgotten what, what instrument now, but, it was just very exciting to meet all these wonderful people. And if I hadn't been quite so jet lagged, I, I wish I had gone to each table and said, hi, I'm Adele. I'm the secretary and I want to meet you because I, I missed out meeting so many different people. Like we were talking, you and I were talking the other day and you mentioned Cliff, right. uh, who had been our, our chaplain until he passed away sadly yeah. just a couple of years ago. I, I'm sure I was sitting right next to him at a different table, but you know, right across the little walkway there. And I, and I didn't really get to meet him. And that just kills me because I, he and I turned out to just really, I don't know, have this wonderful father daughter relationship. He, he was a lovely man, lovely. And I wish you, I wish you could have recorded some of his stories because he had a few. I do too. Yeah, but, uh, you know, we had just so much fun because once the tables were pushed back against the wall and there was a, a group of uh, players and the music started and all kinds of people started dancing, you know, doing these rounds and yeah. intricate weaves and back and forth. And I just couldn't do it. But everyone else <laughs> had a wonderful time. Even the chief and, uh, and his good lady wife was out there dancing around uh, with his, his daughters and Andrew, and it was wonderful. And uh, um, I do have some advice, though, when it comes to going to that. There's okay. a couple things. Take a flashlight. Okay. Because it's pitch black out there. You know, trying to find the porta potties, you know, if I could mention, is difficult. So <laughs> take a flashlight. That's good advice. On your key ring or something. <laughs> And the other thing is the shoes. Heels are not going to cut it. Just don't because there is mud and dirt and wet grass everywhere. And uh, and you can't, you know, if you're going to dance, then you, you ought to have some comfortable shoes because uh, it's a hard floor that they just lay down over the grass and put the tent over. So those are my two words of advice for anyone right. who are going to go to the gathering is uh, – because try. try to find your car even uh, wherever it's parked to be able to get out to the main road 
And then yeah. of course the main road is pitch black as well and people are driving so fast. So, you know, be careful. I mean, I guess it would be like just driving out in the country where there are no street lights and it's pitch black. Exactly. It's uh, and the roads are not big. You know, right. there's no four lanes going any place. This is one way, uh, one road each way, and they are really traveling fast and they're on the wrong side. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. That was frightening. I was riding in the bus. I'd come from Glasgow and I was taking the bus trying to get to Carmichael and nobody knew where I was going, including myself. And the driver, he was, I just thought he was going to crash at any second because he was definitely on the wrong side of the road. But we made it in one piece. That's good. My my aunt visited Scotland this past uh, summer, and she was the volunteer driver for there. They rented a car, and and mm -hmm. she drove. And uh, that would be an, that would be a challenging task, and I'm sure nerve wracking to be driving on what we know is the wrong side of the road the entire time. <laughs> we do know that. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I think Andrew mentioned to bring hiking boots. That he said that was the appropriate footwear with some hiking boots. Oh yeah. And uh some wellies or something. Right, yeah. 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 Some bring bring some mud boots. Um let me ask you, what advice would you have for a person who is new to Clan Carmichael USA? who wants to get involved because that's one of the things that I've thought about at times is that I think that I got lucky that I discovered Clan Carmichael USA at what turned out to be the right time where there was an opening for a volunteer. But what, what advice would you have for a new member or a member who's been a member for a while who wants to get more involved, but there might not necessarily be vacancy in a, one of the officer positions? What advice would you have for someone that wants to get more involved? Well, uh, you know, there's a board of directors mm -hmm. and there's, uh, you know, a governing body. And you're right, they're not always our openings. However, there are people who have served multiple times. And in the newsletter, it will tell us and give us opportunity to, to, to vote for positions. Mm -hmm. and, and anybody, anybody can join. Anybody can bring fresh ideas. And that's a great way to serve. And that's a great way of being involved. But I think the most important way to serve Clan Carmichael is to host the tents. Okay. And the reason I think that is because, you know, the whole reason Clan Carmichael USA, uh, uh, to my understanding, is about um, is the scholarship fund. Every couple of years, we give scholarship to students who are basically majoring in like a history and have Scottish heritage and you know, something like that. And the only way we can do that is if there's money in the fund. It's true. And a lot of our uh, membership fees go to the fund. Um, donations from people who just have way too much money and want to do something <laughs> nice with it. Yeah. That goes to the fund, which is useful. But when you host a tent, you are also soliciting memberships. Right. You know. I mean, not, not hard sell, but just, hey, you should join us, you know. And uh, our fees, comparatively, are very low. Some, some, of the, uh, some of the clans, the fee to join is exorbitant, and, uh, and people do it because they want to belong. Our fee is, is very low compared to them. And that helps. But also, when you hold a tent, 
you're, you're involving people mm -hmm. and then they go tell somebody and then they go tell somebody and word of mouth is like the best way to get out there that, Hey, there's something I've joined. There's something I'm involved in. It's part of my heritage yeah. or not like we spoke about before. And these are really great people. Let's get involved with it. I, I think that's the best way to serve. Um, because also you, you're meeting, obviously your cousins, we're all cousins at some point, somewhere, somewhere along the line, we have a connection. Yeah. I, I think that's the best way. Yeah. I like that. I think that's good advice. I guess by showing up at the tent, you're part of the personality of the clan Carmichael. You're part of it by showing up and being at the tent. Exactly. And I think it was probably... You know, I was I was excited to help and to be a part of Clan Carmichael, but I think I bet it was really until after that first games I went to that I really became this really excited about it. And I don't know, I you know, I I I think I said it just a few minutes ago. You kind of it's one of those things you kind of have to go find out for yourself. So I, I like that mm -hmm. that if you know for a person who's wanting to get more involved, to start showing up at the Highland Games and being one of those people who are, we know who you are. You're there. We're excited to see you again. We didn't, haven't seen you since last year. Since but last year. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's a good it, answer. And it's not just the Carmichael's you, you, you make relationships with the, the clans that are next to you. Usually at the Ventura games, I'm, I'm next to the clan Mackay and the lady who hosts that tent, we have become great friends. And in fact, we've been to, she has taken me to the, uh, the Queen Mary games yeah. down Southern California, the, the ship, the Queen Mary, which is docked there. And, uh, and they, I don't know if they're doing it this year, but they have had uh, the Highland games there on the ship, oh, wow. <laughs> which was really cool. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, but yeah, you, you uh, develop relationships that, uh, that go for years and years and you become friends and, and that's a wonderful feeling. And, and you have this, in common. Yeah. How about if I tell you the exact steps that you take to do the tent? Would that be helpful? Okay. Yeah, it would. Okay. For someone who's never done it before, mm -hmm. what you do is you find a game that you want to go to and you just do it online. You know, you search your area or an area where you're going to be and you fill out the application, you send in your money, and then you make a copy of that application because you want to send that application with a request letter to be reimbursed to the treasurer, Alana, who also is presently the uh, president. Right. And so you're reimbursed for the cost of setting up the games. And, and then what you do after that is however much you want to do. Mm -hmm. You can get a tent. You're going to want chairs to sit in. So camp chairs are really helpful. You know, you're hosting a tent. So, you're going to want to provide some iced tea or definitely some water. Oh my gosh. One year in Fresno, some old poor sweet old lady went stumbling past my, my tent and I thought she was going to fall down. I had her come in and sit down and drink some water because she was dehydrated and exhausted and overheated. So you want to provide some water for anybody who happens to come by. Uh, I like to do snacks, some crackers, some grapes, I sometimes take an old carpet and I'll put it down over the grass <laughs> and set my chairs and table up on that. And so you, you set up shop is what you do. Yeah. 
And like I mentioned before, maybe a couple books, maybe some pictures of Scotland hanging from your tent sides and things along that line. Um, and then you just make eye contact. And that's really all there is to it. That sounds good. I am excited about this summer, you know, going to the Grandfather Mountain Games. Those are in July. And uh, I think that the Clan Carmichael, I don't know that we've had a presence there in the past several years. And so I'm excited to be back at that Highland Games and to be a part of that also. The Lowry's, yeah, the, the Lowry's, I believe, used to host the tent at the Grandfather Games. Okay. Uh, and they have retired from doing that because, you know, it gets hard to hoist those tents around after a while. So we, I don't think there's anyone doing it currently. Well, I think we'll be there. And so for anyone who's hearing this that's nearby Grandfather Mountain or in the southeast and wants to make a drive into the mountains of North Carolina, Carmichael should be there. That would be great, huh? Yeah, I'm excited about it. I can't wait. Um, well, Adele, I appreciate you spending almost an hour with me here <laughs> just you know, talking about some Clan Carmichael memories. Time flies, right? When you're having fun. It does, it it really does fly. Does. And that's the way it is at the games, too. You just sit there and talk all day long. I know. <laughs> you know, so at the Stone Mountain Games, we had to uh, do the annual meeting. And then by the time we got over to the tent, it was talk to a few people. It's time to go. And it flew yeah. by. It really did. It flies by, yep. And you need, to, you need to come out to the southeast. Come to the... I know. Get Art to swing by and pick you up, and you guys come to Stone Mountain. Oh, that would be fun. I was excited to meet Art. Is, isn't he a great guy? Yeah, I love he Art. Is. Yeah, Art is the one who came by and checked me out to make sure I wasn't some psycho because I was volunteering initially <laughs> oh, to do yeah? the products. <laughs> I think John probably said, go make sure she's okay. That's funny. <laughs> well, it worked out pretty good. Yeah, I think so. Well, Adele, I appreciate it, and it's been a lot of fun, and uh, we'll have to do this again sometime, okay? Okay, sounds good. Thanks for calling me, Scott. Thanks again to Adele Hara for joining me on today's show. Adele is always fun to talk to, and I'm truly appreciative of the work that she's done over the years at Clan Carmichael USA and for her willingness to join me on today's show. As always, if you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast and to share it with anyone else that you think might enjoy the shows. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or subscribe to the new Clan Carmichael USA Substack page at clancarmichael.substack.com. I also publish the occasional essay on the Clan Carmichael Substack page, so if that's something that you think you might be interested in, then go ahead and get signed up and receive all the latest from Clan Carmichael. Lastly, if you like what we're doing, please leave a five-star rating, a positive review, or leave some feedback in the comments section of the Substack page. Your reviews help to promote the show and make it easier for others to find us, and it lets me know that you're enjoying the show. So until next time, to your prey. See you soon.